before we get started, um, minute silence, please, for a very first world problem I've had this morning. Um, I'm out of fresh coffee beans, so I've had to rely on some pre-ground coffee that I bought back from Canada, uh, which doesn't pull through the espresso machine very well because of the uh, the fine or the lack of fineness of the grounds. Um, so, you're such a wanker. <laughs> So yeah, pour one out for your coffee homies. <laughs> you guys are making a podcast. for this. So welcome to the podcast nobody asked for with me, Ian Harris. And me, Graham Jones. And this is the podcast where we argue <laughs> you look about shocked. top Where three. did you stop? Sometimes when we have a themed episode, you will throw in a curveball with okay. your name. And this, to, to, to want of a better word, Graham, I was expecting a motherfucker. <laughs> so, Fair. this is the podcast where we argue about our top three list of a topic that nobody asked us to talk about. And this week, we are figuring out our top three things we forgot Samuel L. Jackson was in. Because he's been in a lot of stuff. A a hell of a lot. 200 plus as an actor, I think. Glad you asked, Graham. (laughs) I have crunched the numbers on this one. So 205 acting credits. And that is released, not the 10 plus he's got like in in the chamber, so to speak. Which averages just under four a year for his entire career. That's crazy, isn't it? One a quarter. As of... August 2023, mm-hmm. his films have grossed 5.7 billion domestically. Right. Dollars, US domestically. Do you know how much worldwide? I mean, I guess you've got to triple that. Try quintuple. Wow. Okay. So $27 billion Jesus. worldwide. That's got to be like the GDP of a small country. Oh, it has to be. And how many of his films do you think of... So, out of everyone, I'm fairly sure by a hefty margin, he has the most films that have made over $100 million. Okay. So, how many of his films do you think have made over $100 billion? $100 million or $100 billion? Hundred million. I was going to say, I don't think any has made $100 billion. Oh, yeah. Is Trick it... question. The answer is none. Yeah, but... A hundred million with an is the with two, a mer- 205, um, is that those acting credits? They're not all films, right? Uh, they are just acting credits. Okay. So we need to discount a number of those for TV. Not a huge amount. He's not a load of TV, but some of uh, those. A TV, TV buffer. A TV buffer. So let's say, let's say 150-ish of films. Um, I'm going to go with 82. Uh, you highballed that. 45. Ah. Which is still, still fucking insane. Yeah. So I'm fairly sure like the second place is in the 20s. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Like, sure, there's a bit of MCU waiting on it. I could hold my hands up to that. But Yeah, but even then, if you take that out, there must be... He must still be above the second place, even sans oh, you'd MCU. Oh, you'd think so. Yeah, so he's... Four highest grossing movies are all Avengers films. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not that surprising. Yeah, like not MCU, Avengers films. Yeah. What do you think his highest film, 
highest grossing film is that isn't a Marvel superhero movie? Mm. Star Wars? No. Mm. Um, I could give you a clue. Go on. Highest grossing movie that isn't a Marvel superhero movie. Ah. The only the only other superhero movie I can think of is The Spirit, and that definitely didn't gross that much. Um voice. That's I should be giving it away. Uh, or you you're now gonna have to redo your list for this episode. Voice. 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 Oh he voice. Voice. There we go. Right. I was being cryptic. I thought you were just. It was his vocal. T- yeah, that, that his highest grossing film was a superhero movie called Voice. Well, this is what I thought, and I was very confused. That feels like it would be like a sequel to like Unbreakable or something. Yeah, it'd be like Voice Split Glass. It works. It does. I'm not sure. I can't think. Of I'm. I'm just to caveat this. I'm. I'm fairly severely jet lagged, and I've been up since five a.m. That's fair. <laughs> uh, I mean, I could go even more obvious with a clue if you want one. Go on. Pixar sequel. <laughs> ah, Incredibles two. Incredibles two. I didn't think the Incredibles two grossed one point two billion dollars. That's mad. I don't even think I've seen the Incredibles two. It's fun. Like it, it is just fun, and I have an awful lot of time for that. And I think from the films, Samuel, J- I nearly called him our boy, but then that felt disrespectful to Harley. <laughs> Jing- jingle, jingle. Father! The podcast wanted to adopt a son. Ian told Graham he had just the one. Our boy Holly found a fundamental show. But Ian, what did you name him so? Graham, I really truly don't know. I'm here, Papa. I think Samuel Jackson likes. He has an eclectic filmography, to say the least. He does, yeah. I went through a phase. So I've I've spoken about this before. I love Samuel Jackson an unhealthy amount. And I went through a phase probably about 10, 15 years ago now where I had, had decided that I wanted to have every film that Samuel Jackson had been in on physical media. This was kind of pre-streaming as well, so... It's not that insane a uh, a thing to to want to do, and yeah, I started collecting some of the um, some of the older stuff, like Sign of a Killer or something is one of them, um, where he's like a homeless dude and lives in Central Park or something. Um, but yeah, there's there's some not quite like Nick Cage tax years or anything The Rock has done bad, but like there is some bad stuff in there. Yeah, they're like. Obviously, he is friends with Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he's in a lot of those. But, like, I uh, I am always excited when I find out Samuel Jackson's in a film. Yeah. Because he's, he, I think we talked about this. So we did a episode with a comically large title about actors we would start a podcast about if we had the time to do another podcast which we don't or something to that effect yeah and samuel jackson i think was our number one choice and i have come so close to (laughs) just saying shall we do it shall we do a monthly samuel jackson podcast and i think we mentioned it on there of he's been in a lot of bad films but he's never been bad in a film yeah i i would i would tend to agree with that 
he never feels like he phones it in. He's always doing the Samuel L. Jackson. Side note, mm. because I, I respect you too much to uh, keep up a charade. Um, just had a weird Googling tangent while you were talking there. Okay. Based on, just had a drive back from the hospital. I'm fine. And I was listening to the Bloodhound Gang. Yep. <laughs> Thought about something with that song when I was driving and then forgot about it and then pulled up Samuel Jackson's discography filmography rather and the first role he played reminded me of what I was thinking and I just want to throw this out there to you now okay the bloodhound gang mm-hmm. dear Tracy Lane yeah did Stan before Eminem did yeah I guess so yeah came out a year before uh Samuel Jackson's first role was playing Stan in a film called together for days <laughs> I just suddenly thought, it's like, oh, I didn't check that, did I? I better check that in the waiting room, waiting for a guy to look at my knee for 30 fucking seconds. Um, Sorry. It's okay, man. Calm. It's okay. Calm, calm, calm. To be, be fair, but- I'm quite glad that you, you went off there because I was I was slightly concerned that we'd just kind of gone into the episode normally without any kind of tangent and it felt a bit yeah a bit wrong and a bit dirty. So uh I'm glad I'm glad we got onto a nineties porn star. Well that's the that's actually the plot of the song. <laughs> I'm ashamed of how many Bloodhound Gang songs I know verbatim <laughs> still when I haven't listened to them properly in easily five years. Yeah, they they'll always come up on our shared playlist every now and then and oh, I'll, yeah. uh, I'll in- enjoy them. But... Classic, classic. Anyway, back to Samuel Jackson. Yes. Obvious, obvious tangent there. Uh, what's your, what are your go-to favourite Samuel Jackson movies? And yes, Graham, I have loaded up my letterboxed. Obvious, obviously, Pulp Fiction is is number one. I think. Yep. That is the uh, career-defining film for Samuel Jackson, right? Then I would go Snakes on a Plane. Because <laughs> nice, it is. It is. Well, it, it very much is the Samuel Jackson film. Right? It wouldn't have happened without him. Yeah, no, that's very. That is very true. And very, his, very true. And his monkey fighting snakes. Um, and then after that, I mean, I'm kind of I'm good with anything, right? Like Jackie Brown is obviously up there. Him as Mace Windu in Star Wars. Triple X2, State of the Union. Yeah. What was the 51st State with Robert Carlyle? That film is fantastic. Yes, I've I've told you my anecdote about that, right? You have, but I've forgotten it because I'm getting old. For the first easily eight years. 51st States. Yes, I thought a a friend of mine would always say that they cried during 51st States. (laughs) And I always heard that as 51st State rather than 51st dates. And we only realised it when I said, what exactly is it that you cry at? And she was like, well, the ending. It's like, don't they, like, throw free drugs into a club? It's like, what? It's like, what? (laughs) But, yeah, classic. Um, I'll I'll go through my, like, very high level, what my top list is, according to my letterbox reviews. Uh, a Tarantino film, a Marvel film, a Marvel film, another Tarantino film, a choice we're doing this episode, a choice we're doing this episode, Unbreakable, written by Tarantino, Tarantino, Marvel, 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 The Incredibles, Marvel, Marvel, Tarantino, Tarantino, Marvel, Kingsman, Die Hard 3. Nice. Which is nice. I I, I didn't pick it for this because you do remember it when you think of the film, mm. but Die Hard 3 is great, and I do sometimes forget that's a thing yeah yeah it's because 
It's because the original gets all the press, right? Because of the uh, the whole Christmas I thing. I legitimately think I prefer the third. That's okay. Um, you don't need to say it through gritted teeth. His character is Zeus Carver, which is great. So it's a it's a fantastically terrible uh, action movie name, isn't it? Yeah, it really. really I, I mean, to be fair, he has some very good character names. Yeah, Afro Samurai, for example. Oh, love Afro Samurai. He also did, and I could have. I was very close to picking something that was neither a movie or a TV show. The game, but I felt. I, yeah, I felt like that would break the format of the podcast too much. But um, he was the bad guy in GTA San Andreas. Mm, yeah. Officer Tenpenny? Something like that. Yeah, and I completely forgot about that until I was researching this episode. Yeah, well, he obviously voiced Afro Samurai in the Afro Samurai game as mm. well, which was yeah. great. Love that game. Uh, <sighs> it was... Good old Samuel. We do talk We do talk about that quite quite regularly, to be fair. But yeah, it is a very, very good game. Because <laughs> you could you could time it to lop people's arms off and shit. Correct, yeah. And I think the ending of the game was better than the ending of the anime. You understand? Can't remember either. Well. But I'll... I'll do you know what? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, why not? Why not? I, I had it on DVD. I'm not sure if I still have it. Somewhere. I've got the movie and the series on Blu-ray somewhere. Oh, God, yeah, there was a movie. Yeah. Also voiced Ninja Ninja in it. Mm-hmm. Great, uh, I mean, terrible, terrible name, really, isn't it? But yeah, so this is our first um, transatlantic episode. Yes, it is. It is, which sounds like we've got Samuel Jackson on the podcast. <laughs> so let's nip that in the bud now. Graham is in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> With, no, if only, if only. I guess in that, Boston. Yeah. That best... would have been a hell of a flex to not tell me. Yeah. <laughs> just have him come in from off screen. Yeah, in Boston, I guess the best we could hope for would be like Matt Damon, right? I mean, like, I would take Matt Damon. I bet you would. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> I would prefer. I love, I love cherry picking who we would. Well, let's say no to Matt Damon for now, just in case we do get Samuel Jackson on. <laughs> And if Matt Damon does come on, we're still doing the Samuel Jackson episode. Yeah, just really neg Matt Damon. Look, I appreciate that you were, you know, you, you've been in your f- fair share of movies as well. However, this is about Samuel, Matt. He's probably fucking Sarah Silverman anyway. Oh, fucking hell, those were great. <laughs> they were. Um, I, I, li- I literally just Googled whether Matt Damon and Samuel Jackson have ever been in a film together. And... Don't think they have. And as if to prove my prove the entire premise of this episode yeah the second thing that popped up my brain just went oh yeah he was in that um matt damon wasn't so uh, the first thing that pops up is technically they yeah. were in team america uh, okay. but not yeah and then for some reason the next film that pops up is the other guys okay do you think there's less degrees of samuel jackson than there are of kevin bacon i i don't know like if we go for the I believe we mentioned this in an undrafted episode, so this won't mean a lot to some of you. But if we go for... I don't think it's going to be as much as Judy Dench to Lethal Bizzle. No. Which which I think is the, it is the shortest leap. Is the, 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 the Dench-Bizzle leap. The Dench-Bizzle is, leap, is, yeah. a, is a single leap. Um, I, I could get from Samuel Jackson to Matt Damon in less than four steps. I reckon you could probably get from them within... I reckon there's 
a step where they're not, and then it's them, I reckon. Definitely, yeah, I could definitely do it in four. Uh, it's trying to make the... It, it's you, you think of like a, an ensemble film they've been in. So like Samuel Jackson must have been in a film with someone who is in like Oppenheimer. Yeah, you would have thought so. But also like someone in any of the Avengers films must have been something about that. Oh, very true. Very yeah. true. Anyway. Um... Yeah. Anyway. No, no, yes, no. I am no, no, no. The, the audience are now going to sit in silence <laughs> while I figure out who... <laughs> Is the common denominator between Matt Damon and Samuel Jackson? I will, sh- I will future whichever one of us figures it out first. Okay. Now, Chris Rock is in Spiral with Samuel Jackson and Dogma with Matt Damon. There we go. So that was good. I'm glad that one of us got that first. It's either going to be me or you're going to figure this out before the end of the episode. That's how this is going to work. Because <laughs> as soon as we're done, I'm not dropping this. Like, before I even leave this room, I'm going to have fucking figured this out. Okay. <laughs> which uh, which is nice. But yeah, so you are in our first transatlantic episode, which is, which is interesting, given that the last time that we recorded together... Uh, we were in the same room, so we we're really going polar opposites with this one. Yeah, we've gone from as close um, as close as we can get. To, we're not quite as far as we can get, but a significant distance, which is fun. Our, yeah. our first hotel. I've edited the podcast in hotel rooms before, never recorded in one. Um, no, I don't think we have. I think I might have edited in Vegas, which sounds like a really bad rom com, <laughs> but. As I'm here for work, we can bring back the uh, film. I've watched some films on a plane jingle. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Landing gear up. Cross check. Whatever that means. Turbulence. Films you watch on the plane. What films did you watch on a plane, Graham? What films did you watch on a plane? So I watched. I watched. I started off with Barbie. Nice. This is going to sound. <laughs> This is going to sound, I'm going to sound like an absolute dick. But um, so because I was sat like at the front of premium economy, I had uh, the... Yeah, it does make you sound like a bit of a dick. The um, the screens that you have to like stow, they come up and round rather than on the back of someone's seat. So like during taxiing and uh, takeoff and landing, you have to put it away, which means my... Total film. I only got three films in. I reckon I could have probably got four in because I had like an only had like an hour or left at the end. Whereas if you anyway, yeah. first world problems. Start with Barbie. Nice. Then I went on to Across the Spider first and can confirm that yes, my number one movie of twenty twenty three was Across the Spider Verse. Nice. And then I watched uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Which I have not watched. You also, that means you watched two John Cena films. I did, yeah. (laughs) Unintentionally. (laughs) Which is a shame. Oh, God, I love John Cena. But, yeah, I think think that was was a good shout. Because Mutant Mayhem is done in a... Like a... What if it works for Spider-Verse style, right? Yeah, it's by the people that did Mitchells and the Machines, right? Am I thinking that's correct? I think so. I think so. God, that's a film I haven't thought of in a while. That was fucking amazing. That was very good. Yeah, the animation in, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is very, very good. Um, 
and you can tell it's been made by people who are just fans of the turtles as well. Well, I mean, the the interesting question here, mm. um, not not that we're going to go back and re-edit episodes or anything. Did you prefer that to Cocaine Bear? <laughs> I did, yeah. Ah, good to know. Good to know. And yeah, and then I ended up watching, because I only had an hour left, I watched, uh, funny enough, talking about Damon, probably why it was he was in my head, um, watched uh, some episodes of 30 Rock, uh, where he uh, Tina Fey is dating Matt Damon, and he's a yes. pilot na- named Carol or something. I can't remember yes, his... I th- yeah. Something like that. I f- oh, fuck. I need to rewatch 30 Rock at some point. It's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, but you, you did the right thing, because I remember on a flight for work, and I got four-fifths of the way through a thriller... And it shut off basically just as they're about to reveal whether this kidnapped victim was still alive. <laughs> and it was like, great, great, cool, thanks. Gonna have to sit on this now for four and five days and just hope it's the same selection of films on the way back. Yeah. <laughs> and then fast forward to where we were. Chris Rock. Chris Rock is in Spiral with Samuel Jackson and Dogma with Matt Damon. Good shout. Good shout. See, I mean, I was, I was right. <laughs> I, what I might what I might do is future Graham that yeah so like a, a very short jump back <laughs> a jump back and then and then we we do this again now yeah so it, it's very tenay yeah so people will then see that oh oh it was actually there that's that's where and now we're I'm not I don't know I don't think I'll full loop it back because that feels an extra ten minutes which well we would find funny but everyone else would just think I edited it badly. <laughs> <laughs> which happens with a lot of jokes graham it happens with a lot of jokes uh, i would also like to shout out um some people i don't know if we owe them an apology or anything do we do apology piano music uh yeah why not like the like a throat. as if we're we're reading from an apple note yeah yeah which yeah. i think we also did last week i can't remember what for um uh, fans you, of waves you were apologizing to fans of waves yeah because yeah yeah, although, I mean, to be fair, like, it is a bit silly that people call them tidal waves because all waves are tidal. No, it's fair. It's fair. I should have done my research on waves. Mm. Um, okay, so, it has come to our attention that last week, some people, after listening to our episode, may have been inclined on a near spiritual level to drop everything and go to try and buy San Andreas on DVD. <laughs> I apologise. We didn't think that would happen, but these are dangerous powers that we wield that we are still coming to terms with. We, we apologise, and may God have mercy on our souls. And if you or anyone you know has been affected by the sudden urge to buy San Andreas on DVD or other physical media, um, please uh, sign up to our Patreon, where we will let you know <laughs> how you can get over such an affliction. It's Unfortunately, we're in a society where money rules, and without that, we, we can't help you. And next time I see you, Neil, I'll buy you a beer. I, uh, so I only have to kneel, and you'll buy me a beer? Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, you just said next time I see you, Neil. Next, that's, that is very fair. That is, You know what? Didn't hear myself there, Graham. Next time I see you, 
Mr. White. Harvey Keitel. Uh, next time I see you, person I used to work with that went out and bought San Andreas on DVD <laughs> after listening to our podcast episode, and also messaged me with the phrase, how long is the fucking forbidden Google jingle, uh, I will buy you a beer. And you know what, Graham? If you kneel next time I see you, <laughs> you'll get a beer too. Excellent. On that note, <laughs> I think it's time for a movie recommendation nobody asked for. It is. I, uh, I assume you guys are here for a movie recommendation. No, thank you. Nah, I'm fine. Nah, I'm fine. Nah, I'm alright, actually. Thanks, nah, nah, it's alright. Right. It's alright. No, right. I'm fine. Yeah, that's alright. Fuck off. So there are, there are two ways we could, we could go for this. We could go for a very serious, just a very, very good film. Yep. Or not. So are we gonna are we gonna go for the comic value here, or are we gonna yeah, go for? I think you know. Yeah, comic value, cool, comic right? Value. Okay, so obviously, as we said, a lot of Samuel Jackson's highest-grossing films are Marvel films, and we've recommended quite recently. I, actually, I think our last last one you did was Endgame. Yep. Uh, we've recommended Marvel films, but I think Thor Ragnarok was in there. So I thought, hey. Samuel Jackson is in the MCU, which means we should really only recommend one movie. That is correct, Graham. That is 1998's Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., starring David Hasselhoff <laughs> as Nick Fury. <laughs> because when we think of Nick Fury now, we think of Samuel Jackson, but it turns out it used to be the Hoff. Oh, I like I like the idea of the Hoff like just pulling up in front of captain america and then just start singing getting my car jump in my car sorry jump in my car <laughs> i, I want to take you home uh yeah yeah i could see that i i, I, I really must go <laughs> you know too much of that song <laughs> i love that song that i do listen unironically to the one he did for kung fury oh yeah which is done purposefully to be an over-the-top 80s song it's on my uh gym playlist and it's fucking fantastic i'm always a little bit disappointed whenever there is because you know whenever a marvel film big marvel film comes out now people are like oh nicholas cage is going to be ghost rider in it and they're going to get back the original fantastic four no one mentions the hoff and that makes me sad mm. it is um i'm trying i'm trying to think of of of, of... Other David Hasselhoff songs? No, just of just being um, generally amusing, but uh, my brain's not working today. <laughs> that was a very <laughs> us doing uh, grumpy old man comment there, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I want to be funny for you, Ian, but unfortunately I can't. Yeah. If you have an issue with David Hasselhoff and don't want to watch a film that I'm sure most people don't know exists, let alone know how to find to watch, uh, do you have any other recommendations for people to watch this week? Yeah, so I was thinking, usually when we do an episode on an actor, uh, it's similar to, you know, the big actors, you know, Nicolas Cage, Christopher Walken, Godzilla. We're usually putting them into other films. So I thought, hey, what film would I want to see Samuel Jackson in? And that is Ari Aster's Midsummer, which nice. is it is a great film. You heard from Harley last time that he watched it because of us and loved it. It's just a very, very, very good film, isn't it? Really. I don't know who Samuel Jackson would be. Okay. I like to think of him as either like the overall kind of 
cult leader pulling the strings because that would just be so like given how everyone in the Haga looks i.e typically stereotypically scandinavian yeah. it would just be quite funny if, if samuel jackson was was kind of at the top there or or the bear i are uh, so i like the idea of you know when they get to the Haga and all of the recruiters are kind of convening again it's like, oh, these are the people I bought from me. This is what oh, I yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, oh, these are the two British people. I'd really want one to go, oh, this, this is Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Samuel Jackson. Yeah, Samuel, you know, he was in, he's in like all the Marvel films. Yeah. He was in a load. It's like, yeah, fiction. That's Samuel Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Just as himself. And then he nopes out of there really fucking quickly. How are we going to keep this under wraps with Samuel Jackson? So they're yeah. going to know he's missing, guys. He's going to have to leave. He's going to have to leave. Nice. I like it. And on that note, on that note, Graham, it is time for us to start with our choices. And the first choice is yours, which you are definitely going to be doing there. Hmm. I can't. We've definitely had this exact conversation on the podcast at, at some point before, and I don't know if it was the inspiration for this or not. I was going to say, if if it's the film, I think it yeah. is. I think this is the inspiration okay. for this choice. So I think it is the inspiration for this choice. So the film is Jurassic Park. Because he famously plays the T-Rex. He does, yeah. You know, when the T-Rex comes out and he's like, Hey, motherfucker, give me a motherfucking goat, you bitch, or something. I've had it with these motherfucking <laughs> raptors in this motherfucking welcome centre. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, that might have been the exact translation at the end, because he was pretty pissed. I mean, true, true. Like, there, there, There's definitely the need for a subtitled Jurassic Park. How far do you think Jurassic Park has fallen with the new... I haven't seen the... I saw the Jurassic World first one. I haven't seen the second one. But, like, the first Jurassic Park is amazing. Lost World is pretty good. Jurassic Park 3, I thought, was pretty bad. Jurassic World was, like, the first Jurassic... Jurassic World, I would liken to how episode 7, The Force Awakens, is basically episode 4. Like Jurassic World is basically the first Jurassic Park, but kind of a bit bigger and mod more yeah. modern. And then I haven't seen the Jurassic World sequel. So so Jurassic World is the eighth highest grossing movie of all time. That's mad. But I guess there's there's that like nostalgia factor there, right? That's why people went to it. And it had big names. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, the twentieth highest grossing movie of all time. <laughs> Jurassic Park, sorry, Jurassic World Dominion just misses off the top 50, but still made over a billion dollars. Insane. Oh, so there's been, I thought there'd only been two. Uh, This is how far. Jurassic World was just basically Jurassic Park, but in a new theme park. Yeah. Thanks thanks for repeating what I just said earlier. Yeah. It was it was the Force Awakens. It was the, (laughs) let's show that we kind of know how to do it. Saying exactly what I said earlier. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Fallen Kingdom was uh, the park gets destroyed, and then there's a part in a house. Okay. Where they're like, it's like t- the plot of Taken, but instead of sex trafficking, it's dinosaurs. They're sex trafficking dinosaurs. Yeah. Okay. Toby Jones, I think. If you had to fuck dinosaurs. a dinosaur, yeah. <laughs> and then Dominion is 
dinosaurs are now just a thing in the world normally. Okay. But apparently it's shit. I heard Fallen Kingdom was pretty bad as well. I haven't seen it, but... Fallen Kingdom was one of those things where it was kind of like... It felt like two films stuck together and one of them wasn't as good as the other. Okay. Like funny people. Yeah. Yes. Ex- exactly. <laughs> like it's funny people with dinosaurs. The funny people of dinosaur movies. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. Um, I do. I, I kind of want to watch them just because actually the Jurassic Park films are something that I'm really looking forward to watching with uh, with my son um, because he oh, he's already has a healthy love for dinosaurs. One of like his obviously he can't talk yet. But one of his main things he likes to do when he has his dinosaurs is to just roar, uh, which nice. is which is good fun. I probably told this anecdote many times as well, but the first Jurassic Park movie came out when I was like, it was ninety three or ninety two, one of the two, ninety two. Uh, it was ninety three. So I was would have been five years old, and my auntie went to see it before telling my and basically my mum was relying on my auntie's feedback of whether it would be too I'd be too young to see it in the cinema and my auntie told my mum that she didn't think it would be appropriate and I was pissed because <laughs> <laughs> was it it was PG yeah um but I think Lost World might have been why 12a became a thing 12a that I don't think 12a was that old 12A. I, I'm, sh- I'm sure it was uh, Lost World. I reckon 12A wasn't in place until we were o- older than 12. And I say this because the spy who shagged me, debacle. 2000, apparently. <laughs> yeah. But, but it was not the Lost World. It was the Born Identity was the first 12A, apparently. Classic. Matt Damon? Classic. Classic, yep, classic Matt Damon. I, was, I knew it was him or Wahlberg, one of the two. I really didn't like the Born, Born Identity, so I've never watched any of those. I, they're 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 good. They're service. They're serviceable spy thrillers. Mm. I saw a Wahlbergers yesterday. I thought they'd all gone. There's one in the airport in uh, Boston. Oh, yeah, I mean, of course there is. <laughs> if they're going to keep, if they're successful anywhere, it's going to be in Boston. I also saw one of the. I don't, how many Wahlbergs are there? I mean, not in the world, but like brothers. Um, Three? There's, I think there's two acting Wahlbergs. Okay. And then possibly two others. The, one of the ones that wasn't Mark Wahlberg was at the Celtics game. Oh, nice. Donnie? Possibly. They didn't put his name under right. it. on the, They just like had him on the screen and all the people in Boston were very excited about it. And It's royalty. I, uh... Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, no, there are eight Wahlberg siblings. Bloody hell. Mr. And Ms. Debbie, Michelle, Arthur, Paul, Jim, Tracy, Robert, and Donnie, which sounds like a family band from the sixties. It does. It's very. Um... But they wouldn't. They wouldn't be called. They wouldn't be called the Wahlbergs. They'd be called Mark, Debbie, mm. Michelle, Arthur, Paul, Jim, <laughs> Tracy, Robert, and Donnie. Yeah, Donnie is um, also one that feels like Donnie's definitely the one that's really underachieved versus everyone, isn't it? Like, isn't that John Travolta's brother's? Is it Donnie as well? No. What's his name? Because he was in Ghostwriter. Joey. Joey Travolta. Joey Travolta. Not Donnie. Right, let's have let's have a look. Time to Google. Anyway. Donnie. The obvious Don- yep. tangent. We've gone from Jurassic Park to be Googling what films <laughs> Donnie Wahlberg has been. It is enough research for uh, actual choices and not whatever weird tangent. He's in a TV series called Mass Holes as himself, <laughs> which is obviously a. Searching for a 
He'll have popped up in Entourage, I'm assuming. He's a dream catcher. He was a band of brothers. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to throw out, I don't know, we probably didn't catch this on the recording, but just before we got into this section we fly through this we, yeah we were having a discussion about how i needed to stop at 10:30 um, and we'll, we'll we'll get as much done as we can and ian said oh, don't worry we normally fly through these sections because you know we just kind of talk about the thing rather than going off on a tangent and now ian is currently googling the uh, if it's not been done already or not Google Jingle. Um, it is currently Googling uh, the extended Wahlberg family and their IMDb records. So, no, I'm yeah. I'm currently Googling. Donnie Wahlberg was also in New Kids on the Block. Ah. According to Eminem, they suck a lot of dick. Boy, girl bands ah. make him sick. Jesus Christ. Right. We good? And on that note, dinosaurs. I saw there was a, sorry, just to, you said Jesus Christ. I was looking at some magazines yesterday in the airport and there was a, obvious, uh, probably some weird Christian thing. No offense to the Christians. Um, but it was like a, uh, it was like, it, it was being sold as if, and I didn't look into it, but the front cover basically looked like they'd snagged an exclusive interview with Jesus. <laughs> Nice. It was like Jesus, his life and times. Who was the man behind the robe? Well, it's similar to the, um, on Martin Luther King Day, the Vikings put a post out that made it look like they had just signed Martin Luther King. <laughs> oh, have they not? He was quite high on my draft last year. Next yeah, year, yeah, it would have been great because we need our pass rush to be better. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, you can only dream. Yeah, right. Okay, let's try this for a fourth time. <laughs> anyway, Samuel L. Jackson was in Jurassic Park. Yes. Which we also, we've been doing this five, ten minutes mm. now. We haven't actually, the closest we've come to talking about it is, yeah, he played the T-Rex. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he didn't play the T-Rex. Spoiler alert. Um, so, yeah, he plays, like, the IT technician um, in, and he smokes a lot of cigarettes when that was okay to do on screen. Right. I'm going to say something, and then we'll not reply to it at all because we need to crack on. Uh, their awful, awful, weird 3D video game computer system. Yeah, what were they kind of like? It's it's the it's the um, wireframes of the buildings, right? Yeah, it's like it's like if you were oh, I'm go- I'm gonna hack this, and then you cut to it, and someone's just playing Halo, pretty- yeah. but they're acting like they're <laughs> hacking. Yeah, and there's also the because um, those wireframes are very much. I don't know if you've read many michael crichton books but like he loves a map loves a map and they're basically kind of lifted straight out of like the the uh, pages of those so i guess that's probably where they came from and also it was it was the early 90s we didn't really know how computers worked back then um very true certainly not on the screen but yeah so i i watched jurassic park as a child not when not in the cinema thanks auntie linda but uh when I think I probably had it, I definitely had it on VHS, but watched it, loved it, all about the dinosaurs, you know, introduction to Jeff Goldblum and the like. Um, it was only watching it again as a, an adult after having my kind of... Jackson Awakening. In, Jackson Awakening, that's exact, That's a very good word putting it in and much better than I could muster uh, on this. Not quite up to par coffee, um, I'm drinking fucking like 
the 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 fancy powdered coffee. Oh, like an Azira. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Nice. Um, it's, it's very it's very nice. And yeah, coming back to it, and then realizing, oh my god, Jules Winfield was in Jurassic Park, and it was definitely. I know we'll talk a lot about films we we forgot he was in because um, that's point of the episode. That's point of the episode. Um, but but not as much as people would want us to. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that was a true like, oh shit, he's that's that's that guy um, moment, and uh, yeah, and so I guess it would this have sorry gone would so would, like I've been I was trying to think about it, but I think realistically. Jurassic Park is probably my first Samuel L. Jackson film. Yeah, I think I, I'm pretty sure it must have been. Even if we didn't realise it at the yeah. time. Because he, this is, yeah, this is kind of like, you know, he doesn't throw any motherfuckers into this. So it's definitely a, it's definitely a PG. And I suppose there probably was, so you would have been four when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I assume it was a little bit later than you being four that your dad started taking you to things like 12 angry men and and whatnot and renting predator so uh it, it was it was a few good men a few good men sorry instead of bambi <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so i yeah i i would assume that it was would have probably been I, i'm assuming he he let you watch jurassic park before predator so um probably not much in it but um Pro- probably not as much as social services would want there to be <laughs> but yes very close oh and speaking of fucking predator not that was a weird phrase let's just, let's phrase that again shall we speaking of predator carl weathers died yesterday he did yeah that's that that's was ma- that's quite sad he was massively shit older than i thought he was but younger hmm. than he should have been died at he, he had he had life left. Well, he, he obviously didn't. But <laughs> no. it feels like I'm going to shut up. <laughs> I'm without. You know what I meant. Um, yeah, I'm going to do a little bit of googling after this episode okay. to see if this part even stays in. But I'm assuming there was a lot of steroids. Yeah, I imagine so. Because he was a he was a footballer turned actor. In a time where I don't think I think people. Well, I mean, it's it's an open secret that Arnie used a lot of uh, steroids. It's flat out on a documentary he does. Yeah. So like. Yeah, but also you just I, need to look at. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or any of the new gladiators. I like how the new gladiators do sound like a uh, like an electro pop band from the. They're. They're the band the Wahlbergs made after New Kids on the Block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they went with a really, like, craftwork kind of vibe. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, look, this this had to be in there because it's the uh, it's the OG for guessing Samuel Jackson was in something. Or I guess there's probably even a point of, like, realising Samuel Jackson was in something. And I think it's an impressive one as well because it's such a big-name movie, right? Like... Everyone's heard of Jurassic Park. Yeah, I, and I, I would, I would also say a lot of people love the film and have forgotten that Samuel Jackson was in it. Yeah, he's not, he's not particularly central, is he? Um, no, because he, he died. Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> that noise made my cat 
flip around and look at me as if something was wrong. Because um, she knows he did. I'm sure he did. Like, I think it might have been uh, he turns around and there's a there's a raptor and then you cut away. Possibly. I don't recall because I forget the name of the actor, but the fat guy gets done in by the spitty one. Then the spitty one, The yeah. lawyer gets eaten by the T-Rex on the toilet, which is still one of my favourites. Who I'm fairly sure the actor is called Wayne Knight. Two members of New Kids on the Block had the surname Knight. I have already checked if they're related and they're not. <laughs> um, hey, Siri, does Samuel Jackson die in Jurassic Park? In the 1993 film Jurassic Park, Samuel L. Jackson died when he was devoured by a raptor. Yeah. This answer is from Genside Co. UK. Cool. Um, Good to know. Just out of curiosity, why is your Siri Australian? Why is it yours? Because <laughs> I don't have an um, Apple phone. Fair. Um, phone. Because God, I... How old do I sound? iPhone. I uh, set it to that, and I don't know how to stop it. <laughs> but it makes me feel safe. Okay, that's good. <laughs> I thought that maybe you had just, you know, some really weird extreme views where you saw Australians as subservient, and therefore... You know, your voice assistant had to be Australian. I, I trust. I, I I trust information given to me in an Australian accent. Apparently, <laughs> um, same with Waze. You can add loads of different uh, accents and stuff like that to Waze. So I've had some weird fucking. I had. Uh, you can set it to private detective <laughs> or noir detective nice. or something like that, which is always great. So you just feel like you're you're kind of working on a case whilst you're trying to get to Asda. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I've been, been walking these streets now for <laughs> nigh on 20 years. If I was you, I'd take a left here. Yeah. You can't broke someone that's already broken. Please turn left now. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, anyway. Samuel Jackson, Jurassic Park. Who'd have thunk it? Yep, straight into a 15-minute section after I said <laughs> we fly through these. But we've got, an, we've got an hour, five more bits, and then an ending. We could do it. We're fine. We're all good. Let's go. So, this is a film, while researching this, I said out loud by myself, Oh, fuck, Samuel Jackson was in that. <laughs> Which feels like it warranted a place on this episode. This is 2017's surprisingly stacked Kong Skull Island. It's obvious, famously, he plays the Skull Island. <laughs> hey! I like how you had two options there. Of whether he played King Kong or Skull Island. And you went for Skull Island. <laughs> so Kong Skull Island was the second film in what has now become the Monsterverse. And after watching uh, Kong Skull Island, I, which at some point during this I am going to call Skull Kong Island <laughs> and every combination of those three words we can. Island Kong Skull. Um, yeah, I ended up rewatching the entire MonsterVerse after watching this because they're fucking stupid and I love them. So, yeah, the cast list is like surprisingly like insane. Do you know do you remember anyone who's in it? Wasn't I don't know. I I've the, Jack Black's in the first one, right? Is he in this one? No, Jack Black was in Peter Jackson's King Kong oh, movie. Oh, so this is different. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Uh then no because I haven't seen any of them. So Tom Hiddleston. Okay. Who John famously Goodman. played Scribbler. <laughs> I mean, I, I would have... I, you, you, you shot your gorilla load early there, Excuse for want me? of a better word. Um, 
Because John Goodman definitely feels more like a gorilla. This this is true. Um, shot your gorilla load early. <laughs> Christ. Yep. Let's let that one go. Uh, Brie Larson is in it. Uh, Toby Kebbell. John C. Riley. Okay. Uh, Richard Jenkins pops up in it. Thomas Middleditch. Of the guy from Silicon Middleditch Valley. Middleditch and... Yeah. Nice. And and Schwartz fame. Mm. But it, it's... Uh, it is a loaded fucking cast for a movie about a giant gorilla that I don't think anybody particularly asked for, but turns out to be really good. It is a loaded um, cast. Talking of loaded casts, play the films I watch on the plane jingle. Landing gear up. Cross check. Whatever that means. Turbulence. Films I watch on the plane. Because obviously we recorded this all in one go not in two different countries um <laughs> i got back yesterday very tired I only managed one film but i watched asteroid city uh which i really loved and that's a stacked cast and a half i mean i know wes anderson does it all the time but my word it's ridiculous between that and the french dispatch it is just like <laughs> it's like someone's made a fake movie poster and they've just listed all the famous people <laughs> they know yeah exactly when and also like you know Bringing Jeff Goldblum in for like not even thirty seconds. Oh god, no! But I like from just the stop motion alien. You can tell it's Jeff Goldblum. There is that. I also yeah. the the other thing that was great is that not as many films do this anymore. But it it did a full on like opening credits, and it has mm. in the opening credits Jeff Goldblum as the alien. Yeah, and so the whole time I'm just like, this is gonna be amazing. <laughs> Just you slowly sitting more forward and more forward on the plane. I haven't been on a plane in a while, so no jingle for me. Yeah, so back, back, back to Samuel Jackson. Back Samuel Jackson. I, I don't believe has been in a Wes Anderson movie. He has been on a plane, uh, though, famously with a load of snakes. With a load of snakes. What I do want... Fucking tangents, man. Uh, I would say we need a tangent jingle, but that would just play just under the whole episode. Um, I would love Samuel Jackson in like a Knives Out movie. Oh yeah, yeah, but that's a that that's that's a future episode discussion. Uh, so Samuel Jackson in Kong Skull Island plays Lieutenant Colonel Preston Packard, who uh, basically he is flying them all to Skull Island, and he is very he is apparently like equal parts inspired by Captain Ahab from Moby Dick and Marlon Brando from Apocalypse Now. The whole film is very Apocalypse Now, which is weird when it's a film about a giant fuck-off gorilla. I mean, giant fuck-off gorillas do feel fairly apocalyptic. I mean, true, but they don't feel quite as... Now. Vietnam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, like, like, don't get me wrong. Kaiju shit, very post-apocalyptic, mm. but not quite, you know, Marlon Brando sitting in the shadows apocalypse. But it, it's great. Samuel Jackson's fucking brilliant in it. He is like like we kind of I I think said in the intro um where you were uh, like 3000 miles away. That sounded like you were just distracted. <laughs> <laughs> I was for a little bit when you you said about Samuel Jackson and I was out movie. I mean, I did zone out for a little bit trying to figure out who I'd want him to play, but ah, oh, we'll we'll there is I was going to message you about there is an episode in people we want in a whatever they've called that series. Yeah. But yeah, so Samuel Jackson is just like 
he is invested 100% and completely understands what is needed from him. I think that's his charm, though, isn't it? Because he does that. I'd say in 99% of cases, that's true, right? Yeah, and like it's, it's not his... Like, with Jurassic Park, I think people forget he's in it because of, like, the time when we would have watched the film versus when we would have been introduced to Samuel Jackson. Yeah, I just, like, I have a vision of us, like, actually being introduced to Samuel Jackson yeah. rather than just, you know, discovering... Oh, shit, you were in Jurassic Park! <laughs> Kong Skull Island, I forgot everyone was in this film because it's a film that involves a giant gorilla throwing a tree through a helicopter. Nice. Like, there are... When you're thinking of this film, there are other things that you remember rather than necessarily the people in it. Like, certain things stick with you. But I, I completely forgot he was in this, let alone in it as the closest thing to, like, the the main antagonist. Mm. But as I said, like, the Monsterverse stuff, I think, gets a lot of stick. I think it's a lot of fun. Well, it's not stick, it's a full tree. Hey! And they're films that, like, throw out proper, like, deep conspiracy theories. Because, like, the Monsterverse is heavily based on, like, the hollow earth and shit like that. Ah. It's like, you know what? Fuck it. Let, let's let's really lead into this. But yeah, completely forgot Samuel Jackson did it, let alone as fun as he was in it. Nice. My next choice is um oh hmm. I'm gonna go with uh, a film that he actually, yeah, because you already mentioned uh this actor uh there's a there's a crossover samuel jackson yeah samuel jackson ma, ma, donnie Wahlberg. uh crossover with your king kong movie so oh king kong king kong is in it yeah he i don't think king kong's an actor i think he's more of a uh he's he's like james bond well, right like i i think that is that is massively underestimating his shakespeare <laughs> Well, I wouldn't say yeah king kong's like it's it's like how there's lots of people can be james but he's he's a he's an idea King Kong is more of a concept. Yeah. Anyway. And I was going to say, who is this actually? The amount of times we have had to go anyway. anyway uh, back to Samuel the Jackson. The actor who is in your King Kong movie, Animus, is Brie Larson. So Brie Larson was in a film in 2017 called Unicorn Store, which is a Netflix exclusive. It is bizarre. I don't know, have you seen it? I have not because I think I kept getting it mixed up with I think Alison Brie is in a film called Horse Girl. Alison Brie is in a film called Horse Girl, which is also Which is just as weird. Very weird. Yeah, so I think <laughs> I've just like combined the two into into one. But I, I do I, I do vaguely remember this being a thing. Yeah. The poster is like her with like rainbow glitter and shit on the floor. Yeah, it's like yeah, paint basically. But yeah, yeah, same same kind of thing. But yeah, and it's really it's I guess similar to Horse Girl. It's like the the evolution of like the quirky pixie girl from being the mm. love interest kind of thing in any Zach Braff movie to being like center stage leading the movie. Um, which feels like a good evolution, but it is still kind of like a, a strange, uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Anyway, um, so I forgot that Samuel Jackson was in this film, and he is basically the other lead 
in it. <laughs> I I didn't realise he was in this. Sure, I haven't seen it, but yeah, I didn't realise he was in this at all. Yeah, I mean, it, and I guess that's part of it is that like from a lot of the um, a lot of the advertising and PR and stuff, like you would, it, it's definitely heavily leans on it being you know a Brie Larson movie. Um, she directed it. Yes, she did. Yeah, she directed it. I think I've got a feeling it might be her directorial debut. I think so. But yeah, so it's basically she kind of is having a whole, she's like a failed artist. She goes back and moves in with her parents and then starts doing this temp job and then meets someone who's being a bit weird with her and stuff. And then she gets this mysterious letter from the salesman who invites her to the store um, and it turns out the salesman is is Samuel Jackson. But basically, the whole thing is is the store sells you what you need. And apparently, what Brie Larson needed was to fill her childhood fantasy of owning a unicorn. Um, it's it is a bizarre. It's quite it's quite good fun. It is very bizarre. I don't remember too much of the detail about it, but yeah, when I was looking through. Samuel's um we you know we're on first name terms uh I was looking through Samuel's IMDB profile when we were having this discussion and I saw Unicorn Store and I was like really like did he have like a you know did he just have a bit part cameo or something sorry I've let you down here let me let me I'll say the line did he play the unicorn (laughs) I know you've already said who he played but I feel like I could at least you know lip service to the running joke I like it I like. Cool. Thank you. My my apologies to you and Samuel. Um, but I was like, yeah, was was he a bit part? Was it like a little cameo or something? But yeah, then looking back into it, yeah, no, he's like literally the the kind of the male lead in this film, which is uh, yeah, proper. I forgot the guy was in things or in this at least. It, it feels like a role Christopher Walken would also play. Oh, it could, yeah, you could go Christopher Walken. You could go. I could, there aren't many roles played by either of them that I couldn't imagine switching and them still be all right. I mean, that's that's an entire episode on its own, I think. Oh, yeah. That, that would be one of the <laughs> more niche ones we've done. Yeah. I just, I mean, to be fair, number one is absolutely Samuel Jackson dancing to Weapon of Choice. Mm, of course. <laughs> uh, oh, you know what his Weapon of Choice would have been as well, right? Because, you know, they should have given us shotguns. It's a Pulp Fiction quote there for you, Ian. Yeah, mm. yeah, that was I, I like that. Good man, uh, uh, Royale with cheese. <laughs> okay, so Samuel L. This is a film where Samuel Jackson sells Brie Larson a unicorn, <laughs> and you forgot Samuel Jackson was in it. I know, right? <laughs> that is crazy because I feel like that would. I feel like I am never going to forget that now. <laughs> because also, because I haven't seen it, the mental image of that is mental. <laughs> Well, of course, it's a mental image. Yeah, very true, very true. <laughs> the mental image of that is fucking insane. Better? Yeah. Are you, are you like, envisioning, like, Samuel Jackson as a used car salesman trying to sell a unicorn? Yeah, and a lot of swearing. <laughs> yeah. Look at this motherfucking horn. <laughs> it sparkles, motherfucker. Um, yeah, it it is. It's it's There's motherfucking rainbows and shit. It is quite out there, isn't it? Like it feels like the thing that you. It feels like something I should have remembered. But yeah, it's quite fun. I wouldn't say it's. I wouldn't like kind of 
really go out of my way to watch it, but it's it's good fun. It's, there's a certain charm to it. So I haven't seen it, but like on Wikipedia, it goes, the film received mixed reviews with critics, praising the performance and Larson's potential as a filmmaker, while some lamented the screenplay is too immature and whimsical. And it's like, it's about Samuel Jackson selling <laughs> Brie Larson a unicorn. I, if, I feel like calling it whimsical and immature is missing the fucking point of the film. Yeah, I mean, you, you're definitely... The, the expectation of whimsy is, is yeah. fairly high, right? Star Wars was great, but unfortunately it was set too much in space. <laughs> it's, it, was, it was far too long, long ago. And again, I'm very aware that I've got on my high unicorn with this and I've never actually watched the film, but that feels fucking weird. Nice. Did you did you just go down this route just so you could use the phrase I've got on my high unicorn? No, I went I went to say horse and I clocked myself before I did it. It's like, <laughs> ah, there is potential for humour here. Nice. Um, so yeah. Samuel Jackson sold Brie Larson a unicorn, and I forgot about it. My next choice, and this is one which properly took me aside because even when I know, even when I've been told he's in it, I can't mentally picture him in it at all. And I rewatched a scene he's in from this movie yesterday. Okay. And I still struggle to remember that he is in it. So Samuel L. Jackson has a small role in Martin Scorsese's Goodfellas. Mm, he does. Which is fucking mental. Because, like, again, I know it's a very loaded film. It's also another film where he dies. But, like, not for a single moment, if someone told me, name me actors who are in Goodfellas, would I have thought Samuel L. Jackson. Fantastic, um, fantastic name as well, right? Tony Stacks Edwards. Tony Stacks. No, he's he's, uh, different Stacks. Oh, he's different Stacks. Different Stacks. He is Stacks Edwards. Stacks Edwards. So Samuel Jackson is the guy who doesn't get rid of the getaway van after uh, the Lufthansa heist and then gets put down, for want of a better word, (laughs) by, I think, Joe Pesci? Yeah. But he gets shot. And yeah, never, never in a million years would I have listed him as an actor in this film. No, especially, I guess, with his... He's got a fair amount of credits in sort of like crime and gangster movies hmm. you wouldn't then yeah like you that wouldn't be anywhere near the top of the list and i guess similar to jurassic park it's because it's a bit part role right he's not he's not starring yeah so this is so given as we mentioned in the intro given this man has done 205 films yeah this was his 13th film credit okay so, yeah, fairly early on in his career. So, early early on, um, it was, yeah, three years before Jurassic Park, four years before Pulp Fiction. Like, it's early on. So, it is a proper, like, not quite glorified extra. Like, it's uh, an important role in the story, but he doesn't get have a lot to do. But, yeah, it, exactly the same as Jurassic Park. You wouldn't... It's not... Uh, a role that necessarily sticks in the mind. But Annie's got hair. That feels weird, doesn't it? Yeah, which I, I feel like he also doesn't match up to your your mental image of Samuel Jackson either, which makes it harder, I think, to remember him in it. 
I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is, I think, the first time this has happened. So from between recording the intro and mm-hmm. today, uh, Samuel Jackson has actually now been in 206 movies because Argyle came out <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> it did, didn't it? <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay, so Samuel Jackson, given he's been in 206 movies, <laughs> that's not quite up there with the... Because that was an oversight from us rather than like the mouse rat releasing an, a surprise album out of nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. He's also got the Garfield movie coming up. Where he famously plays the lasagna. Yep. Terry. Oh, is he related to... Right, I'm, go- I'm going down a hole again, Graham. I'm going down okay. a hole. I need to stop. I need to stop. I've, I've seen trailers for Argyle quite a bit on TV and I can't work out if it's going to be absolutely awful or amazing and it feels like it could go either way from what i've read is it is more generic than you would have hoped from the guy who did kingsman yeah it's gonna be fun and i think that's kind of where it's gonna sit but i i still will put money on which nobody will take this back because the film's been out for a couple of days (laughs) uh there'll be a twist that it's all tied into kingsman somehow I mean, I I think it I think it's going to be a split style secret sequel. Wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be mad about that. I guess the other thing though is that Matthew Vaughan didn't write this, whereas he wrote Kingsman. Well, wrote Kingsman with Mark Miller. Oh, true, true. So, oh no, but Matthew Vaughan might have wrote Rip Argyle. Wrote Argyle. Oh, hey, what you think? Is, um, you think it's a a hidden credit? Uh, well, I burr. So. <laughs> So apparently Argyle is based on a book. Yeah. But that book is obviously written for the movie. Right. Because the main character in Argyle is an author. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I still think Matthew Vaughan has been involved with the story and the plot and everything like that. Okay. Even if it was uh, somebody else who wrote the actual screenplay. I still think he was heavily, heavily involved from the outset. Why did you go all toast of London there? <laughs> I, I don't know. Why are we talking about Argyle when we are talking about Goodfellas? <laughs> uh, Goodfellas, Goodfellas. I love Goodfellas. Mm. Uh, I can't remember if I've gone on record saying this, so I'll say it again. I prefer Goodfellas to The Godfather. I think a lot of people do, don't they? I think it's. I think it's better. No one, no one slices up any garlic in The Godfather. It's just a. Let's just exactly, slice exactly. up horses' heads, and how would Alison Brie feel about that? Horrified, <laughs> just go, go, waking up and the bed's covered in rainbow. <laughs> that would be Brie Larson. You, you, oh, you're confusing the two movies again. I am. Uh, happens every time. Happens every time. Are there any other actors that you can think of where they're like Alison named like, after cheese? Alison Brie Larson, like where, as in, you've got you've there's a common surname that is the first name of the other actor. Um. It's going to be like a Michael or a Daniel, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Or if there's a Douglas, you could have Michael Douglas. Douglas someone. <laughs> um, uh, so is there a so, so Jack would be a good one to link it? Yeah. Right. Are we, are we, we're just going to be stuck in this. We could go football. Oh. I could go football player actor. Christ, Christian Kirk Douglas. Um, Daniel Craig Robinson. Oh, nice. Well done. That, that You're two for two with 
pointless things we've set ourselves while recording an episode. Thanks, man. Um, and you know what Daniel Craig and Craig Robertson ha- uh, have in common? <laughs> that neither of them were in Goodfellas. Neither of them were in Goodfellas. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I love Goodfellas. I could not remember Samuel Jackson being in it at all. And I am still struggling to remember he was in it, even though I rewatched his uh, his execution scene, which is a bleak thing to say. Mm. But yeah, fucking love the film. Very, very good. Of course I love it, because there's a very famous one-cut scene, or one-take scene in it. But... Good for Scorsese, I guess. Good fellas for Scorsese. Scorsese, he must be furious about uh, Samuel Jackson doing so many MCU movies. Oh, absolutely. Just sitting at home. Plucking his eyebrows in frustration. Why, why, why was it he in The Irishman? Because <laughs> it was too long, Martin. It was far it too was long. too long. The f- I mean, Scorsese's films are so long that I always remember Goodfellas as being really short. And it's two hours 20 long. I was going to say, it's still over two hours. My final choice. So I've gone from fairly niche character to sort of co-lead back to incredibly niche character. I can't think that he was in this film for more than, certainly no more than a scene. And that scene can't have been more than probably about 10 minutes long, if that. Hmm. I think you mentioned in the intro, but I'm not 100% sure because that was a while ago now. It was about an hour ago. Samuel Jackson's been in a few Tarantino movies and I forgot he was in Pulp Fiction. No. Um, so he um, is, yeah, Pulp Fiction. He's, he's, a, he's a big character there. He's a big character in Jackie Brown. I even found, I even like really remember Samuel Jackson in Inglorious Bastards where he does the Hugo Stiglitz voiceover. Yeah. Because it's just fucking brilliant. Well, because it's also iconically Samuel Jackson. Oh, yeah. Like, it's really leaning into him being Samuel Jackson. Yeah, it, in 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 terms of the voiceover work he does there and being, you know, like, over-the-top Samuel Jackson, I'd say the only other thing that's like that is when he, um, he made Farce of the Penguins. Nice. Um, <laughs> which is just March of the Penguins, but like with penguins fucking each other and Samuel Jackson making lots of crude comments and voicing penguins to say things like motherfucker. But yeah, he is also in Kill Bill Volume 2. He plays Rufus the piano player in the uh, chapel scene where everyone gets butchered. I just realised in two thirds of these choices, Samuel Jackson dies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's why. Maybe we forget he's in these films because we like him so much. We don't want to think about him dying. This is true. And also, I always only ever think of Samuel Jackson dying in Let's Say It Together. Deep Your nightmares. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, no. To be fair, yes, one hundred percent. The Samuel Jackson death yeah, is it's Deep Blue Sea. But yes, God, that God, that film is great. It's awful, but it's so good. Oh, it's it's brilliantly bad. It is. A good bad movie. Anyway, anyway, yeah, he plays he plays someone called Rufus. I mean, this is how bit part of a uh, piece it is. So I'm on the Kill Bill fandom wiki for Rufus, and there is a picture of him. It has his full name, which is Rufus. His death, two thousand, which I'm assuming is like the date rather than like the number in like sequence occupation church piano pair 
residence. Sorry, was that a bit on you saying Rufus has died two thousand times? No, 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 no. As in, like, <laughs> I was like, that was a, that is a hell of a side plot. <laughs> yeah, he the just... immortal fucking piano man. <laughs> the immortal piano man is a film I would watch at the drop of a hat. <laughs> <laughs> or, or it's like an awful, awful like Oscar Wilde novel that everybody pretends they like, but it's really difficult to read. Uh, y- yeah, or a Bob Dylan song, which is twelve minutes long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the immortal piano man. <laughs> nice. I do like. Have you seen the videos where they, uh, where Bob Dylan gets Bob Bob Dylan-y with his voice, like throughout his career? Yes. All I think of when I think of Bob Dylan is. John C. Riley doing a uh, Bob Dylan piss take and walk hard. Nice. It's so fucking. It's just nonsensical. And then he does a protest uh, song about uh, dwarf rights called "Stand Up for the Little Man." And obviously, you know, Bob Dylan Llewellyn. <laughs> Callback. Sorry, I was going through his his wiki thing. Uh, so yeah, residence El Paso, Texas. Portray Samuel Jackson, and then. There is no other information apart from Rufus was the piano player at the Two Pines Chapel. He was one of the eight killed in the massacre at Two Pines. He was shot by L Driver. I mean, I would put it on... I would assume that Quentin Tarantino has a fucking novella written about the backstory of Rufus the Immortal Piano Man. (laughs) So that does surprise me. Does he have... He has very little dialogue, right? Very little dialogue. Smokes a cigarette and plays some piano. And also... There's like for if I remember it rightly, I've not seen it in a little while, but there's quite a lot of time before you okay, you kind of realize it's him when he speaks, but it's like a shot of the back of him, so it's not even like obviously Samuel Jackson. But yeah, Kill Bill 2 is great. I love uh, I love I love the whole bloody affair to be fair. I've never done it as I've never kind of double billed it like to (laughs) Bill, (laughs) double bill. Uh, it was a single bill. That was the whole point of the whole point of the movie. This is true, yeah. Um yeah, I've never I've never watched it all the way through. Because in theory, like that's how he wanted to he wanted to release it, didn't he? As a just yeah. a straight through like five hour movie or whatever it is. But yeah. Very, very Scorsese of him. Very Scorsese of him. Although I don't know, there's something about and maybe it's just because of my um my tan tannin? Tarantino fanboyism but i wouldn't be opposed to a five-hour tarantino movie i would sooner him do a miniseries yeah i wouldn't mind that but like i would sit through like because i know grindhouse was a, a lot shorter and i know it was half robert rodriguez but like quite happy to sit through the entirety of grindhouse as it was kind of meant to yeah. be no that's that's true that's true because uh kill bill 2 is like it's it's the the western Right, yeah, basically. Yeah, you've had the um, you've had the kung fu movie, and now it's a western. Yeah, but I think you, I think you're spot on. If if you had to mention cameos in Tarantino movies, like you said, I'd remember the Inglorious Bastards one because it is so him. It's memorably him. Yeah, I think I might have been able to reach for it eventually if pushed. Like, yeah, it's not a surprise he's in it, but I had forgotten he was in it. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I think because of the the recurrence of Samuel Jackson in Tarantino movies, the fact that it doesn't immediately come to mind is yeah is is um, is why it's landed in the list. Hmm. 
Hmm. You're very yeah. pensive, Ian. No, it's just I, I, I'm trying to <laughs> picture. I think I could just about picture it. And obviously I'm also tr- mentally casting, because we'll have to get him in The Immortal Piano Man. I'd love, I'd, I'd, I'd like me a, let's workshop it, Ian. Let's, you know. We can figure it out. Like, it, 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 you need to settle your genre. Like, is it going to be like a f- fancy drama about a man wondering what existence is if you can't die? Is it going to be a detective series where an immortal piano man helps a plucky maverick detective solve crimes in New York? <laughs> Possibly. I like the idea that it starts with him playing piano in ancient Rome and no one knows what the fuck he's doing because they're just like, yeah, what the what's fuck a is... piano? Not even a piano, like a Casio keyboard. Yeah. Keytar. It's just him playing the entertainer through the ages. <laughs> uh, anyway, classic. Yeah, you know, Samuel Jackson in The Immortal Piano Man. Knowing us, a film called The Immortal Piano Man is going to come out with Samuel Jackson and completely ruin that joke because that's apparently just what happens. Final choice, Graham. Final choice. Final choice. And for me, this is one I kind of forced myself into be doing by demanding we title this Things Samuel Jackson Was In Rather Than Movies. But I had completely forgotten he was in this. So it fits the fits the profile. It does. So well this done. is a TV series which I am surprised I haven't talked about more. And that is uh, season one of Staged, mm. the Michael Sheen and David Tennant TV series. So Staged was filmed entirely through like Zoom during the pandemic and i fucking loved it because of course i did because michael sheen's in it i i would probably go out on a limb and say it's one of the first one of the first like pieces of entertainment that was self-aware of the pandemic because it was kind of done during it and released during it and then also it must have been one of the first ones that kind of like referenced it as well uh, uh, and uh, sorry that's basically what i said at the beginning uh the one of the first ones that was self-aware about one of the first ones that like came out and was created during it like yeah so so it came out in june 2020 yeah so what's that like so like three or four months three months yeah yeah but no definitely it was the first one it was the first thing i think that really came out that wasn't pretending everything was normal. Yeah. And it was also probably one of the first, like, new things that hadn't been back-recorded in, you know, like, daytime TV blocks or anything like that. So it was... uh, It's just so fucking good. So it's literally just... Season one is just them through Zoom, and then it gets more and more... Season three is one of the most meta TV series I have ever seen. So obviously I lapped that shit up. Because season three at one point turns into a documentary of how they made it. Okay, nice. Yeah, it was. I would strongly recommend it to uh, everyone. It is. Each episode is 15, 20 minutes long. So you can like burn through a series in. Season one is probably shorter than Kill Bill Volume 2. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, they would get. It became expected that they would. So season two has got. You know, it's uh, that episode of the bear level cameos of people rocking up. In oh, really? Oh, yeah. Like, 
Whoopi Goldberg, Ben Schwartz, Michael Palin, Nick Frost, Simon Pegg, Christopher Waltz, Ewan McGregor, Hugh Bonneville, Ken Yong, uh, Jim Parsons, Joss Gad, Kate Blanchett, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. <laughs> like, it's fucking mental. But season one, Samuel L. Jackson turns up and it is fucking brilliant because as with, I think, everyone, uh, Samuel L. Jackson has forgotten that he was in a film with Michael Sheen. <laughs> so it has to be reminded. And he just sets them off against each other. And it's fucking great. And it came out of nowhere. But again, because of how stylized staged is, top of your head, you only think, oh, well, it's just them two. And, you know, immediate family members yeah. who are involved. You don't, I don't make the leap to Samuel L. Jackson. Especially, uh, Judy Dench also rocks up and is fucking incredible in it. Judy Dench is great. Oh god, she is. Her and Lethal Bizzle. Uh, her and Lethal B. But yeah, completely forgot Samuel Jackson was in it. So he's in it playing himself. Yeah. Doesn't die, which is a good way to end our final choice, and is just really fucking funny. So the whole plot is, I, I think. The whole plot is they're rehearsing on Zoom a play with the idea that if they rehearse on Zoom, as soon as the pandemic's over, they can go straight into theatres and they'll get ahead of everyone. Mm. And I think Samuel Jackson, they're thinking of replacing one of them with him <laughs> right, uh, okay. in the play. And yeah, he tries to set them set them off against each other. And it's just very funny. But there is a film where he tortures Michael Sheen. I think it's called Unthinkable. Michael Sheen plays a terrorist. Okay. Fair. It's not great, but, you know, I'll watch anything Michael Sheen is in, apparently. I like to think he's put his full-on, like, Welsh terrorist for, like, Welsh independence or something. Ah, uh, unfortunately, no. Hiding bombs in leaks and daffodils. But... Even if an independent Wales isn't as stupid an idea as people think it is. But Samuel Jackson uh, was, yeah, he was very funny. It's basically him in a sitcom, which I feel like I would love Samuel Jackson in a sitcom. But like a it, a, a British non-laugh track sitcom kind of thing. Like I know a lot of, I know sitcoms don't necessarily, you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had this discussion the other day. It is bizarro that League of Gentlemen has a laugh track. So weird. It, it really it really took me aback re-watching it and just uh, yeah. Now to be fair Samuel Jackson would be really good in like Inside Number 9 or League of Gentlemen. He would be very good in League of, uh, sorry, Inside Number 9 absolutely. The second British comedy where he played himself because he was in extras as well right? Yes, which I nearly picked because I completely forgot he was in that as well. Uh, see, I remembered. I remembered that. I had no idea he was. I did. I didn't forget he was in staged. I had no idea he was in staged. <laughs> yeah, I, I. I think with extras, I would have remembered because it is. He's not the first one I think of, but yeah, for me, extras goes Bowie, Daniel Radcliffe, Samuel Jackson in the. Uh... Because Daniel Radcliffe, but really Bowie, Daniel Radcliffe, Patrick Stewart. Oh uh, yeah, Patrick Stewart. Yeah, because he just it's it is extras where it's uh, and then and then I see everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then and then suddenly she's naked and she covers up, but I've seen everything. <laughs> oh, speaking of Patrick Stewart, what has come out um, between 
us recording the intro and the rest of it is the Paramount advert. Paramount advert, I don't think I've seen You that. haven't seen the Paramount advert? I don't think so, no. Where Tua Tungavailua is trying to throw oh, no, I have. a grappling hook to the top of a cliff. I watched it this morning. I have seen it, yeah. Yeah, and then Patrick Stewart says it's a shame it's not football-shaped. So the advert is him trying to throw Arnold from Hey Arnold over a cliff. Yeah. And there's an incredible bit where he says, just throw the child. And then strips down to like a 1930s football outfit yeah. and lifts up the play card on his and wrist. It just, it just says, throw, throw the child. The child. Yeah. No, I have I did I see it this morning. I fucking lost it, was, it at that. It was brilliant. And then Creed starts singing. Creed starts singing, yeah. And you take me <laughs> higher. Uh, but yeah, it wasn't I, Paramount though, was it? I thought it was Nickelodeon. No, it's Paramount. Oh, okay. Because it's a, it's a, it's a mountain. So I'm climbing a mountain. No, I get that, but it was Nickelodeon it's, characters. It's Paramount. Yeah, I think I think Nickelodeon might be owned by Paramount. Okay, but we'll say Paramount doesn't mean mountain. Right? Paramount just means something that's important. No, but the logo's a mountain. Yeah, I know. I know that. Yeah. Okay. Which I I definitely um, made those c- connections uh, recently. <laughs> oh yeah, Paramount is also a word. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, Samuel Jackson's in staged. He is. Michael Sheen is in staged. I love Michael Sheen. I love Samuel Jackson. It's fucking great. And David Tennant. I also love David Tennant and his wife. Wife seems very nice. Mrs. Tennant, who's also the daughter of another doctor, like a GP or like a the doctor, Doctor Who, Doctor Doctor, uh, Doctor Doctor. So Georgia Tennant was P Peter Davidson's. Can't remember, but she was. Uh, her dad played the Doctor. Yeah. And now she's married to the Doctor. And she played the Doctor's daughter in a Doctor Who episode, which is very... It gets messy, mate. Yeah. It gets messy. It also feels a little bit like, you know, does she need to maybe iron some of this out in therapy? I mean, (laughs) with a Doctor. With a Doctor. You're just getting more Doctors involved. (laughs) And on that note, those were our choices. They were. So it's time... For the point of the podcast, Graham. Yes. Before we find out what the podcast WR Sports top three list is, mm. it's time to figure out what our top three choices are. It is. So, Graham, what is the top three of your three? That's quite difficult, this. I might actually go in the reverse order. So, but then also Samuel, the Jurassic Park thing kicked this all off, which, hmm, it's hard. So this did kick it all off. But then also when you think about the other ones, like, Unicorn Store, he was the lead in, and it's kind of mad that I forgot that. Um, but then I guess also, okay, Unicorn Store, I'm going to go third place because it is mad that I forgot he was the lead in, uh, what well, co lead in a film. But also, it's kind of like a film that I would say not a lot of people there's have like, seen. There's like an algorithm for this, isn't there? Yeah. Of like size of the, size of the film. Yeah, size of the film, size of the role. Um, how bad your memory is, <laughs> like all yeah. of these factors. So yeah, I think probably well, like, you with like Jurassic Park, for example, we would forget he is in a billion dollar movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, well, Unicorn Store probably made nothing because it was a Netflix. <laughs> Netflix original. Um, yeah. So I'm going to put that in third. I will go second place. Um, second place Jurassic Park, and then first place Kill Bill Volume Two. Um, because 
that is there's the whole Tarantino connection. Connection. I like it. Out of mine, I think I am going to go. So I'm going to go staged three mm-hmm. because though though I forgot he was in it, I probably could have been coaxed into remembering, if you get what I mean. Yeah. Just a little, uh, a little tickle and you'd have remembered. A little something might have sparked the memory of it. Um, number two, I'm going to go Kong Skull Island. I did completely forget he was in it, let alone as the fucking main bad guy in it. Yeah. Uh, and then Goodfellas won because I still can't remember him in it. <laughs> like, I know he was, but part of my brain is still going, he was in it, right? He just like, he to was. accept it. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I haven't just, you know, we put this episode out and we get a load of tweets saying, that wasn't Samuel Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know it was. It's on his IMDb page and I've watched the clip, but still, there's a part of my brain just going like, Samuel Jackson wasn't in Goodfellas. <laughs> Of course he wasn't in Goodfellas. So yeah, so Goodfellas won for me. So what about the what what about the official top three list? Because the big well, I mean, as we've already mentioned, Jurassic Park for me, I I assumed would be your one because it was the 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 episode instigator. It was the episode instigator. But also, I think I remember he's in it because we talk so much about how I forget Samuel Jackson was in Jurassic Park. There was a point where that may have been more true than today. Yeah, I think it's I think it's that sol- solidly in the middle for me just because of A because of that and B because there's a there's part of part of this is the um like watching Jurassic Park as a kid kind of thing. Because he was and I don't say this lightly Samuel Jackson back then was kind of irrelevant to me because I didn't know who he was. Whereas now, he's obviously not. So the the yeah, you know, there's there are things that make things stick in our memory. Uh, if we want to go down the the kind of you know clinical psychology kind of route of things, and um, but what is what is life if not memories? Exactly. Um, but things such as like you know, strong emotional reactions to things and stuff for the reason. And obviously now whenever I see Samuel Jackson, I do have a really strong emotional reaction. So it's it's burned in my brain. Um which is why I think I would go uh kill Bill Goodfellas Jurassic Park. Which is a hell of a triple bill. Oh that's a hell of a triple bill. Uh so so what one, two, three? Yeah. Okay. And the only the only reason why Kill Bill is above Goodfellas is like all of the Tarantino connections, and of course he's put him in another film. Yeah, I mean, I would put I would put Goodfellas above Kill Bill too, just because even though I forgot Samuel Jackson, that I think I just assume he's in all of them. <laughs> like, if you tell me. With a straight face, with confidence, he was in Reservoir Dogs. I'd probably just nod. Oh yeah, he played the Reservoir. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, 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 of course. Um, so I think it is. I think I could have, I could, I could have bullshitted him in Kill Bill too. <laughs> like, because I'm still like, was he in? Well, I mean, to prove my point, mm. I assume he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I don't think he is. So I, I've just assumed he's like fucking voice on the radio or something like that. Um, if he is, this should by default be the number one. <laughs> it? Does not appear. 
in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I didn't think so. So the last time he worked with Tarantino was nine years ago. In Kill Bill 2? No. Hate uh, Hate Flight. Sorry, yeah, Hate Flight. Wild. Yeah, because actually me saying Kill Bill 2 was nine years ago is definitely not true, right? It's coming up to 20 years. Oh, I don't know. Oh, it's 20 years old this year. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Jesus Christ, it was 2004. (laughs) Man, that is insane. Um... But yeah, I, I would I would do good I would do Goodfellas over Kill Bill Two just because yeah I think I might have assumed he was in it yeah okay that's fair but well Goodfellas there is no world where I would have thought he was in it yeah okay I'm with you let's do that let's go Goodfellas Kill Bill Jurassic Park yeah so yeah yeah that 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 makes sense as much as I, I had a strong visceral reaction to Kong Skull Island I feel like we. We, we we owe it to Jurassic Park for a top three place, given that is th- the thing that instigated this conversation from the beginning. The OG. The OG. So, the podcast nobody asked for is top three things we forgot Samuel Jackson was in. Number three, we have Jurassic Park. Number two, we have Kill Bill 2. And number one, we have good fellas if you agree with our choices if you disagree with our choices if there are other things you forgot samuel jackson was in you can find us on instagram at the podcast nobody asked for and you can also find us on patreon at the podcast nobody asked for where you can get a load of stuff and access to all of our previous choices and recommendations and t-shirts and mugs and monthly bonus episodes and tell you what if you sign up just tell us what you want and we'll try and sort it out. Although <laughs> we're desperate, aren't they? Um, if, if, you, if you want to float that idea before making the commitment, you can tell us on Twitter at nobody asked for pod. Uh, same place on Facebook. And we have a website, podcastnobodyasked4.co.uk, where there are links to all the things we've just plugged and more. And wherever you listen to this please leave a review and in your review put any future episode ideas you may want us to do and we'll make sure we do our favorite one we also if you go to our instagram Mm. we now have a merch store we do which is nice so you can go to our t public page which i am 90 percent sure that's what it's called and we got some designs up for t-shirts and mugs and if you're in there's a load of stuff you can get that if you're in America, you can get quite cheaply, but the postage to the UK is a piss take. But the T-shirts and all of those stuff, that's fine. Yeah, there's definitely there's a divide. I went to buy some of our own merch the other day, which was <laughs> stickers, and then realised that they wanted to charge me like 20 quid just to send them over from the US. So uh, we don't have those, but we are looking into other sticker options. We are. We have... We have uh, manufacturers lined up we just need to sit down with a beer and figure out exactly what stickers we're going to do absolutely and shout out to Ohio Mark Stickers who gave us some tips on that and also just shout out to Ohio Mark Stickers because they're phenomenal fuck yes and on that note it is bang on half ten and I believe you had a hard stop I now Greg. do have a hard stop <laughs> I am just going to comically cut this out halfway through a sentence nice. because I... for this okay so let's see if i can actually do this then so 
Matt Damon was in The Brothers Grimm with Mackenzie Crook, who is in Three and Out with Col Meany, who is in Con Air with MC Ganey, who is in Stolen with Danny Houston, who is in Succession with Sarah Snook, who is in Predestination with Kuni Hashimoto, who is in uh, Heaven's Burning with Russell Crowe, who is in The Mummy with Annabelle Wallace, who is in Annabelle Creation with Miranda Otto, who was in The Lord of the Rings Return of the King with Kate Blanchett, who was in Coffee and Cigarettes with Iggy Pop, who was in the Rugrats movie with Buster Rhymes, seriously, who was in Halloween Resurrection with Jamie Lee Curtis, who was in The Fog with John Houseman, who was in Too Much Johnson with Orson Welles, who directed the film The Lady from Shanghai, starring Rita Hayworth, who was married to Prince Ali Khan, who was previously married to actress Jean Turney, who starred in the film Whirlpool, directed by Otto Premenja, who directed the film The Man with the Golden Arm with Frank Sinatra, who was in The Miracle of the Bells with Gene Spangler, who was allegedly murdered by Kirk Douglas, who was in Spartacus with Laurence Olivier, who who was in Clash of the Titans with Ursula Andress, who was in What's New Pussycat with Peter Sellers, who was in Doctor Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb with Peter Sellers, who was in Doctor Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb with Peter Sellers, who was in The Pink Panther Strikes Again with Bert Kwok, who was in Carry On Columbus with Rick Mail, who was in Churchill, The Hollywood Years with Nev Campbell, who was in Wild Things with Denise Richards, who was in Tammy and the T-Rex with Paul Walker, who was in Fast and Fury five with Dwayne Johnson who screwed over Cody Rhodes who's in Arrow with Manu Bennett who's in The Hobbit The Desolation of Smaug with Evangeline Lilly who is in Real Steel with Hugh Jackman who is in The Greatest Showman with Zendaya who's in Dune with Rebecca Ferguson who was in Silo with Ian Glenn who is in Kick-Ass 2 with Chloe Grace Moretz who is in The Fifth Wave with Maggie Sith who was in Sons of Anarchy with Katie Segal who was in Futurama with Lauren Tom, who is in Teen Titans Go! with Tara Strong, who is in Loki with Owen Wilson, who is in Anaconda with Jennifer Lopez, who is in Shotgun Wedding with Jennifer Coolidge, who is in American Pie with Natasha Leone, who is in But I'm a Cheerleader with RuPaul, who is in Tu Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar with Patrick Swayze, who is in Roadhouse with Sam Elliott, who is in The Man Who Killed Hitler and then The Bigfoot with Caitlin Fitzgerald, who is in The Trial of the Chicago 7 with Sasha Baron Cohen, who is in Les Mis with Helena Bonham Carter, who is in The House with Mia Goth, who is in Pearl with David Sweat, who is going to be in Superman Legacy with Millie Alcock, who was in Upright with Tim Minchin, who is in The Artful Dodger with David Lewis, who is in Anonymous with Reese Efans, who is in The King's Man with Gemma Arterton, who is in The Girl with All the Gifts, which was directed by Cole McCarthy, who directed the Black Museum episode of Black Mirror with Aldous Hodge, who is in Hidden Figures with Kirsten Dunst, who's married to Jesse Plemons, who is in Hostiles with Rosamund Pike, who is in Saltburn with Barry Keown, who is in Dunkirk with Harry Styles, who is in Don't Worry Darling with Florence Pugh, who is in Midsummer with Chitty from The Good Place, who is in The Good Place with Kristen Bell, who is in 
queen pins with Joel McHale, who was in Deliver Us from Evil with Olivia Munn, who had a baby with John Mulaney, even though he said he didn't want to have a baby when he was with his ex-wife, and that's a bit uncomfortable now, who was into, in Into the Spider-Verse with Nicolas Cage, who is in Adaptation with Nicolas Cage, who is in Face Off with John Travolta, who is in The Fanatic, directed by Fred Durst, yes, that one, who is in an episode of House, seriously, with Hugh Laurie, who is in Monsters vs. Aliens with Reese Witherspoon, who is in Walk the Line with Robert Patrick, who is in Wayne's World 2 with Ralph Brown, who is in Withnell and I with Paul McGann, who played the Doctor as did David Tennant, who played the Doctor as did David Tennant, who was in Fright Night with Tony Collette, who was in Knives Out with Michael Shannon, who was in Groundhog Day with Andy McDowell, who was in Four Weddings and a Funeral with Hugh Grant, who was in Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Amongst Thieves with Justice Smith, who was in Detective Pikachu with Bill Nye, who was in The Man Who Fell to Earth with Twittle Edgerafor, who was in Zed for Zachary with Margot Robbie, who was in About Time with Donald Gleeson, who was in Frank of Island with Brendan Gleeson, who was in In Bruges with Colin Farrell, who was in Seven Psychopaths with Christopher Walken, who was in Basquette with Gary Oldman, who in the role of a lifetime was in Tip toes with Kate Beckinsale who was married to Michael Sheen who was in staged with Samuel L. Jackson easy yeah um well thanks thanks for that Ian um and whilst we appreciate we appreciate the effort and and that really funny little bit you did with the uh Doctor Strange love piece um Matt Damon was in Dogma with Chris Rock and Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson were in Spiral together that's it 